Now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hop Along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio. Radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Hey, thank you, Mark Larson and Southern California. Welcome to another Sunday edition of Ron Real Radio. I am indeed your underfished host, Hop Along, John Cassidy, and we appreciate <laughs> you taking some time on this Thanksgiving weekend to be with us. Appreciate uh, the time at all. You know. If you're watching, there's a football game on. Just tune that thing out. Listen to Rod Real Radio. After we're finished, it'll be the second half, and that's the most important part of the game anyway. So do it, and I think you're going to be really, really pleased that you did because we've got a great line of, of guests tonight. First out of the gate from Independent Sports Fishing, we have Captain Paul Strausser with us. And we're going to talk about not only the Independence and just what a fine long-range vessel it is, but talk a little bit about what's happening down there with some of the current trips. And then after that, in studio with me, and he's here right now, he's the skipper of the uh, Indian. Uh, formerly of the Indian. Indian and now the chief, yes. Mr. Chris Randall, Captain Chris Randall. Captain Chris, how, how you, you doing, doing, sir? John? Hey, Pleasure to be here. Hey, great yeah. being here. Hey, let me introduce our listening audience to our co-host. First of all, calling all the way from the great republic of Texas, where he's vacationing and spending some time with the family. He's a pretty darn good fisherman in his own right. He is the voice of 1-800-BASS BOAT, Mr. Stan Vandenberg. Stan, how you doing? Good evening, everybody. John, I am just doing as well as you can be, fresh off the trip off the Indian and fly into Texas, to uh, spend some time at Canyon Lake, Texas, where we bought a lot to, to build a house along with our grandsons and uh, and my daughter and son-in-law. So, you know, all things are well. I'm, I'm having a blast. Couldn't be well, any better. I'm glad we could take you away from the family so you could spend some time with us. Appreciate it very much. Hey, let me introduce our listening audience to the other co-host of Ron Real Radio. She is the national sales manager for Iserline. And she's also a pretty darn good outdoorsman in herself. As a matter of fact, she sent around a Thanksgiving uh, photo that I think was just excellent for that period of time. <laughs> Miss Wendy Tishahara. Wendy, how you doing, ma'am? I'm doing great. I came home with some Las Vegas money, so I didn't leave any money. <laughs> there you go. Hey, I'm sure it only took you, what, uh, 12 hours to get home from Las Vegas during this holiday? Uh it was ugly. I had to end up spending the night in Apple Valley. I was too tired, so I spent the night at a friend's house, and uh, we came home today. <laughs> hey, Good guys, idea. 
Hey, why don't we get to our first guest? Because this is exciting. We know uh, uh, the long-range season is just getting underway. Boats are going down there. We want to get an idea of what's happening. I know Stan has had a, a taste firsthand, but let's find out what's happening with uh, independent sports fishing with Captain Paul Strausser. Captain Paul, welcome to Rod and Reel Radio, sir. How you doing? I'm, I'm here. Hello, Stan, <laughs> Wendy, Chris. What's going hey, Paul, on? Paul, how are you doing? Well, we are great. We are doing great. Well, you know, I'm really at a disadvantage here tonight, so I think I should uh, turn the uh, microphones over to Stan and Wendy because they have had the opportunity to go out with you this season, and I know they've had great trips with you, Paul. Yeah, they, it's, it's nice having their support coming on the boat. Wendy had that uh, the Iserline trip, which has been a huge success on the, the you know for the boat and, and all the sponsors and all the pastors loved having that trip. And Stan's trip, another outstanding trip, and and I don't know if Stan even knows this, but his trip uh, that we just scheduled for 2018 already sold out. So you could just oh, see I'm well aware. Well, Paul, that must have something to do a little bit, uh, not only uh, with the fishing conditions, but the amenities that are offered by uh, uh, independent sports fishing. First of all, uh, for people that aren't familiar with the vessel, tell us a little bit about it and some of the history of the boat, if you will. Well, um, I, I purchased, uh, I mean, we started building the boat in 2002. It took me two and a half years to finish it. It's 112 feet long. It's 34 feet wide. Uh, it holds approximately 700 scoops of bait. Uh, we hold approximately, which really doesn't matter in the big world, but we do hold a lot of dead fish, 30 to 40 ton if need be. Um, our galley is huge. We, we seat approximately 32 people at one seating in the galley. Uh, we have uh, 13, 14 staterooms, uh, six of those which are uh, three-passenger. Everything else is two-passenger staterooms. We have seven showers on the boat, wow. and it's really <laughs> it, it's built out of steel. I built it out of steel, although the house of the boat is made out of aluminum. And having, having that combination, keeping the center of gravity low, keeping the boat low to the water, but, uh, but not top-heavy. The boat does not seem to roll, especially with a 34-foot wide uh, beam on it. And it, it's been really successful, and it's really built for offshore. It, it's nice, obviously, being anchored, but when you're out there and the weather's not good and you're drifting for big fish or any kind of fish, it's nice being aboard that boat. You don't get jerked around and, and like you do on the, the smaller boats that I used to be involved with. Well, Captain Let Paul, me second the motion on that. I, I, I've ridden the boat now this for the last couple, three years now, and um, it was my original choice of, of boats to go after the queue. And um, for, for what we do for that long-range style fishing when you've got to travel long distances and, and you're sometimes put in inclement weather, to sit and fish on, it's kind of like fishing on a floating sidewalk. It is very, very stable, even in in kind of tumultuous water where you're, you know, you get the other boats you walk around you are pitching and yawning, and you're looking at the deck and the bottom and the deck and the bottom. We're, we sit pretty flat, and yeah. it is a I joy to fish off that. of. I bought a sea anchor for that boat, and I've been I've used it one time just to make sure it worked, and I have not yet brought it out since. <laughs> what a waste that's of no good hard cash. <laughs> you know, you know uh, uh, Stan, I, I, know, 
I know that the uh, you've had some great trips on the Indy, and, and it sounds like it's a great boat. But, Wendy, let me ask you, you've run kind of a unique trip with Laurie Byron from Turner's with the Turner-Iser line uh, trip. It was like the – it was the all-ladies trip, was it not? No. Or, no, is, that um... That this was is our five-day trip, and it's the day after the 4th of July. Right. And it is an amazing trip. It is a blast. And, you know, I don't know if a lot of people know out there, but my nickname is Wasabi, and it's not because You're I'm hot. hot and spicy. It's because <laughs> I turn green just like Wasabi. <laughs> and on that boat, I have never gotten sick. I stay up in the bow. Um, our, you know, our, um, our stateroom's in the bow, and... That thing is a tank. It just I, it doesn't rock. It's the most beautiful boat in the fleet, and it's like, you know, a five-star hotel that you get a fish off of. <laughs> yeah. you, uh, Paul, uh, uh, you know, have you noticed over the years that you've had the boat that there is there are more and more lady anglers that are coming along either with their significant others or even just uh, with a good friend uh, than there were let's than there was let's say ten or fifteen years ago. Well, yes, and yes. I mean, we're starting to get a one, two, three per trip. Um, guys are starting to bring their wives on the boat. Um, we start to notice uh, a lot of times, like at the Fred Hall Show, I'll bring the boat up to the Fred Hall Show uh, for like a, a, a little miniature day at the docks kind of thing where people can leave the show and walk on the boat. And, and after doing that, there are times when uh, gentlemen will then, uh, their wife, now they want to go fishing because they see the type of boat they're talking about. And so that's been happening quite a bit lately. But, yeah, in the last 10 years, 10, 12, it's been 12 years now. It's unbelievable. But uh, in the last 12 years, yeah, we're starting to notice uh, a little more of that starting to happen more and more. And, you know, you get someone like Wendy on there where she um, makes it more attractive for the women to uh, want to go fishing tonight. Well, wow. yeah, and we had seven this year, seven wow. women on, on that one trip. trip. Yeah, great. Well, you know, Stan and Paul, tell me, uh, Stan, you have the boat chartered for next year, and I, I'm – I would imagine it's going to be October and November, and the thing is already booked. That is uh, kind of amazing. It's, it, it says a lot about the indie and the type of fishing that the people are expecting to see that time of year. Well, you know, it, for me, it's been just nothing but fun. I, um, I, I just absolutely love, first off, thank you, Paul and Mark, for building a boat that is just a joy to ride. That is, it is just too much fun for our group of guys. We have uh, a regular group. We've kind of combined with a group that was already involved, and it is it's kind of blended into a family thing uh, where we've got guys now coming from the East Coast, uh, seven, eight guys from the East Coast, from North Carolina to, to New York and New Jersey that are boat captains out there. They come out and play with us every other year. Uh, this is the year coming up that we're going to be involved with. Um, as soon as we got off the boat, everybody re-signed. No, not everybody, but all the, all the regulars re-signed, uh, plus the guys that are coming from the East Coast. So I know, I know we were full as soon as we got off the boat, but we had just an excellent, excellent trip. Three years in a row, it's been one of the best trips that we've, you know, everybody there said it was just a great trip. We've had Greg Stump, Steve Abel, you know, Abel Fly Reels, Steve, uh, Greg Stump is uh, RoboWorm, a bunch of other people on the boat. But we just had a phenomenal fishing trip and tons of fun. You know, Captain Paul, uh, uh, tell us, uh, in the 2016-2017 schedule for uh, independent sports fishing, 
What type of trips are you, are you offering in duration? I know Stan just came back. It was a 13-day a, a trip, but uh, are all the trips of that duration, or how do they go, sir? Well, right now, I mean, I have the, the for your listeners, if you're just listening, uh, independencesportfishing.com, and you just click on my schedule, you'll see what same thing I'm looking at right now. But uh, March 28th, through April 13th, I do have a, a 16-day trip, and I do have three openings on that one. Wow. Other than that, I do have uh, there are a few eight-day trips, that, a few eight-day trips, and uh, um, a seven-day, six-day, and a seven-day where, where there's a few people you know that we can still we still have some room on. But there are a lot of looking at the schedule here now. I'm basically 80 percent booked, and um, but there are a few trips left. Uh, we're, we're talking mainly the boat likes to do seven, eight to ten day trips, um, seven day, six day, seven day that I'm looking at here right now. I do have that one 16 day trip. I do have three spots open, uh, um, and that's the type of trip that Stan was on. Stan was on a 13 day, basically gets you down in the area. We do a 16 day, but you're you just don't fish as many days, but you do have that range to fish down below. We already caught we caught a fish this year over uh, over 300 out in the the banks just right outside Mag Bay already. So that bigger fish did move in for our 10-day trips. And right now we are on a 15-day trip, so we'll be fishing down that area that Stan was at, plus probably um, the outer bank outside of that, which is another good area. We do catch those larger fish. I believe that fish at Stan was catching a lot of that 80 to 120-pound fish, and then they had that 150 to 180-pounders. But Stan can probably go over that with you a little bit more. He was on the trip. I wasn't on the trip. I had to take care of some business up north here. But, but I guess they had really good fishing on that particular trip. And this year, especially, the Wahoo has been off the hook. All my trips on the ridge, all those seven-day trips and my eight-day trips, unbelievable. 200, uh, 250 fish uh, Wahoo, you know, uh, trip per trip is really, really good fishing That's with the four good. to five to one ratio, you know, of hook to land, you know. It's unbelievable Wahoo fishing this year for us. Captain Paul, you're making uh, Captain Randall's mouth water over here with, with all that water. I would eat Wahoo in like two years. <laughs> Isn't that crazy, Chris? <laughs> I, I get all the barracuda I want. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, by the way, hi, Chris. I, I didn't get a chance to say hi. Oh, oh. oh my God. Chris, yeah. how's your boat coming along? Oh, we're almost we're on the home, home stretch. we got a couple more days. Final Coast Guard inspection, and we leave uh, Thursday night on a two-and-a-half-day Western Outdoor News deal. So, yeah, it's well, that was quite the project, but hey, it's a boat. And you, yeah, you know better than anybody when it comes to boats. I, I had a quick question I want to throw in here. We got yep. aluminum bay tank, and there's a couple of people saying I shouldn't paint it because we were looking at it and it just sand it and you know take care of it. How do you take care of the house on the Independence? Because well, I, I think people don't understand this is just aluminum. It's not. Yeah, painted, this is what you do on, on your bay tank, Chris. If you want to paint the bay tank, uh, it's, it's okay, but you yeah. have to sandblast it with garnet. You have to garnet sandblast first, and then you put the all, that all grip a uh, max core, right. and then you go and put your urethane. Our bay tank, we did paint it, but we did sandblast it. But after twelve years, we are starting to see a little bit of that bubbling yep. effect. Yep. But it took twelve years. Now the house—that's another item. Um, if you plan on not painting aluminum, don't do anything to it. Um, but we Just do put nothing. a luma bright. Right. You know the luma bright. We spray with shine. that. And then, and then right after the Luma Bright, there's a product called Shark Hide. That's okay. Shark Hide, and I, I roll. It's like a clear type of material. It's not a paint, and it, it's like an oily type of uh, material. And you put that on, and it keeps that 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 brightness all right. the time. And then every couple of years, if it starts getting dull, 
you, you reshoot the alumabrite on it, and then you put the shark hide back on it. And that now, really kept my house looking nice. Now, the alumabrite, is that, is that a corrosive inhibitive type of thing, or is it just it, for cosmetics? It, when you shoot it on there, it, it foams white. And if wow. there's any dirt in, inside the metal, it'll, it'll clean it immediately. Oh, and it okay. just really brings the brightness out of any aluminum, whether it be oh. a deck hatch or anything like that. Yeah, because you, you have the unique ability of being the only sport boat that I know that has an all-aluminum house that's not painted. This is a first <laughs> in the industry. I think it's fantastic. I'm like, no sanding, no painting, no prepping. It's, the, it's the, awesome. uh, the new Del Mar up here, Marina Del Rey, uh, Rick never painted the boat at all. Straight aluminum, and it's, it's, it's crazy. He doesn't do no boat work. <laughs> wow. Wow. Hey, we are speaking with uh, Captain Paul Strasser, uh, owner-operator of uh, India. <clears throat> Pardon me, independent sports fishing. Captain uh, Paul, can you stay with us for another segment? Sure. All yeah, right. Let's do it. Hey, we got a full house tonight. Not only is Captain Paul with us, but so is Stan, so is Wendy, Captain Chris Randall with us. Stay tuned. There's more to come after these messages. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California, boat California, save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. 
2015 and 16 Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters, the PTA design has the new PTXA frame, lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag, Quantum Fishing. We are performance tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619-466-8355. It's a big deal. You know, I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio. I, <laughs> <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> that is just absolutely awesome. Hey, and we do want to welcome you back to Rod Real Radio. We got a full house here tonight with Stan Vandenberg, Wendy Toshihara. Also, Captain Chris Randall from The Chief is with us. And we're speaking with Captain Paul Strausser from Independent Sports Fishing. And, and Captain Paul, you know, I, I need to ask you, you know, on a long-range tri- uh, vessel like you have, you're talking about 10-day trips, 13-day trips, 16-day trips, you have to have one heck of a crew because obviously not one skipper, not you know, you know, one set of crew can can do that in a whole season. Talk to us a little bit about the uh, the skippers that are helping you out on the in the uh, pendants, and also a little bit about your crew. Well, um, since uh, since I built the boat, Jeff Dubois uh, been working with us. He's been basically running the boat. He runs the boat uh, approximately twenty days a month. And he's a, he's a top notch when it comes to the long range situation, and that's why when he was up when he was available, I grabbed him as soon as I as I could, and that's right about when I built the boat. So, well, Mars, he ever did. Yeah, he, he's basically the number one captain, and also uh, Matt Cullen. He's been up in the ranks, and he's now uh, taking the wheel at least one to two trips a month. Also, and Matt's very very good with the people a very conscientious fisherman, and he's real fishy. On his days off, he's out fishing. I mean, he was one of the guys that was catching those 200-pound bluefin on his own skiff with nice. kites and all that stuff this year. I mean, he's a really fishy guy. So he's between Jeff and Matt and then obviously myself and Mark when we get a chance to get on the boat too uh, when it comes to the captains. I also, uh, basically most of my crew are all captains, but those are, those are the two guys that basically run the boat. And then I have Paul Medina, who's been a captain up to the north, but he's basically my chief engineer, uh, along with Matt. And then we have Oscar, we have Ben, we have, um, we have Tyler, we have uh, five or six other, all crew members are all captains, all very experienced in, in this long-range fishing. And they all get along, and that's the number one thing on these longer trips. Everybody knows everybody, they all get along with each other. And when it comes downstairs in the food department, I have three chefs downstairs, I have Rolo, my number one chef is Ed, and, as, and right now I have a, a gentleman named Tom who's going to come back to work for me. He had to take a couple years off to be with his wife and his uh, newborn child, but he's coming back to work uh, at the beginning of the year. And right now I have also uh, Michelle, uh, my other French cook, that has been working with us. And they are all top-notch uh, chefs, and probably Stan can uh, second on that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, will vote, I will vote for that. Frenchie and Rolo are wrong well, trip, but Frenchie... We, we've had an ongoing relationship. He likes to run our trips, which is a blessing for us. And, and we have a who with those two guys out there. Uh, the food is incredibly great. I mean, you can't believe how great the food is on this on these trips when we're out there. The people that have never been on a long-range trip, um, it, it's 
it's something to behold because you you can go to five star restaurants and not get the food with the, that we get on these. Uh, well, a lot of times. well, Stan, really you know, nice. you and I will eat just about anything when we're on the ocean <laughs> and, and probably have. But, Wendy, you're the Epicurean expert here in the group. You have the more discriminating palate. How have you found uh, the cuisine on uh, the uh, independence? It's amazing, and especially I love the soups at 10 o'clock. I gain a pound a day when I go on those trips. <laughs> Well, you should avoid a 17-day trip. Then. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> it's tough enough on a, on a 13-day trip. You're going, all right, got to cut out. Pounds. Which meals do you cut out? You've got to watch the appetizers and all the, 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 the meals Soup between food. the meals. You know, Soup? You know, oh, Paul, man. Paul, I know you don't have a crystal ball, but, you know, the, the weather's changing. The water's changing again. We're going from El Nino to La Nina, and... Uh, do you think that, you know, boats like the Indy and other long-range boats, that they're going to be seeing a return of some of the big fish that maybe we haven't seen for the past few seasons? Well, you know, I, that's always a shot in the dark. But, I mean, like I said, we, we already caught some over 300 wow. and some 200-pounders. We're going to see it. And the thing is, that fish that we're catching, it doesn't go across the ocean to Japan. It stays in this local area. And I mean local from Hurricane Bank to Cabo to as far north as Cedros is what some of these, and the reason I say that we uh, a lot of we we got a 270 pounder that had a satellite tag in it, and we got the data back on this tag, and it was unbelievable. These fish stay in this huge triangle, so they're here year in and year out. The question should be: Are these fish going to come to the surface and eat? Because these fish are basically bottom feeders. They they yep. spend most of their life down in the canyons eating a lot of the bottom fish. And and whether or not they come up to the surface is, is the main thing where we can get them. I mean, we've had when that fish comes off outside Mag Bay, it's the the first week or two we're we're marking the fish. We see them when we're throwing the sardines on them, and I mean we're throwing the sardines on them. And, they don't and respond. it ju- it just takes time because the first few fish we start to catch, we blow them out, and they got nothing but bottom fish in them. You know, mm-hmm. little red fish, box fish, all sorts of crazy stuff that lives down to the bottom. And after the uh, after the first week or second week or even a month then they start having straight sardines, and, and they love sardines. It's just once we get them acclimated to eating our bait again, it's game on. And, um, you know, the quest, the big question is, is one that's going to make Chris a real happy guy, is if that albacore were to show up. That's yeah, the no kidding. In my book is that albacore. And is that albacore going to show up? I don't know. But I tell you one thing, they're going to have to show up sooner or later because they haven't been around in a few years. And so it's going to be any one of these years we're going to find them on the way home on one of my trips. And then... And hopefully those things really get up and go because we need some albacore. Yes, you know, we we've do. Been, we've had such great trips the last well. '05 was kind of like the start of the the real start of that big fish uh, fishery down below, and I got to be a part of that, which was a blessing. And 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 we just didn't know. We just slid into it, and and there it was. And then it took off from there. From then on, it's been a learning experience for all of the boats and all of the guys that fish that long range stuff to find that that fish that kind of circulates around the Ravihejos Islands, down to PV and back up, and seems to go around and stay down and come back up on its own. It doesn't always come back up on, on that lower banks in Mag Bay, but Danny Munn got that 326, I think, or 329, whatever that was, uh, on the boat on a 10-day. We went down, we had fish to 251 on our trip, um, but 
there's been several, you know, a lot of that big fish is around, you know, it, it, when it's available. We got lucky because our, our trips was the first one to go down, to be able to go down to the islands and um, and play down there, the island down there, Clarion and fish the, the zone outside. But that fish is ready to play, and it takes a little time on the water to figure out where that fish goes and where it moves. It's always different. It's always swimming, and it, and it just takes a little time. But we've been really blessed over the last few years here with that big fish being available. This year it cooled off a little bit. Uh, it came around the Gordo on the inside of Cabo, and even they got a 300-and-something pounder on the inside up the East Cape earlier in the year. So that big fish is starting to move around again. If we get a little cooler water, it can take off again and go ballistic next year, but we just don't know. And I'd love to see albacore. You know how many people haven't caught an albacore that are fishing right now? That'd be me. <laughs> <laughs> 30 years later i'm like yeah. okay just any day now yeah hey we're speaking with captain paul strausser from independent sports fishing and captain paul i know you you do a lot of the sports shows so you probably get this kind of a fisherman that comes up all the time and and what do you say to him he, it's the fella that's only been out on uh, an overnight or maybe a day and a half or a two-day trip and all of a sudden he comes up to the uh uh, the Indianapolis booth, and he's looking at 10-day trips, 13-day trips, 16-day trips. He goes, my gosh, I, you know, I don't know if that trip's really made for me, but I've got some time next year, and I really want to try it. What What do you say to that type of fisherman that, well, I, that I tell him to go you? talk to Judy and put her deposit down. Because <laughs> I was going to say Visa <laughs> or MasterCard. Yeah, all you have to, you know, I tell these guys, if even if you're not experienced as a fisherman, if you know how to fish a little bit, we can teach you the rest. I'd rather teach a guy than have a guy think he knows it all in the beginning. And don't worry about the tackle. We have all the tackle. We have, we're sponsored by Avet. We're sponsored by Seeker. We have all the rods, all the reels for any type of fishing, anything from 400-pound tuna down to a 20-pound albacore. And so even for the wahoo fishing, which is another, that's another bunch of tackle all in itself to fish that wahoo. But we have all the tackle for you. Just make sure you, you bring uh, bring plenty of clothes and uh, come on down because we we have everything. But basically, I um, I tell them don't be afraid. You know, if you see these big fish, you think they're too big for you. There's a way of catching these things where it won't hurt you, and we could teach you the technique. And um, and when it comes to baiting hooks, and we just go through the whole the whole show with them to you know reassure him going on a ten day trip is probably one of the better of all the trips because you're exposed to all types of fishing. You're exposed to the big fish, little fish, the wahoo, yellowtail. It's a really good type of all-around fishing is that 10-day trip. Stan, with the availability of tackle on the boat, did that limit you just to 150 pounds of tackle that you yourself brought aboard? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, because I kind of am the scoutmaster, and I end up, I, I call everybody on my trip way ahead of time and have long conversations with what they know, what they but if they've been on the trips before, I mean, a little different than other charter masters. I get to know my guys uh, or the people on, on that are coming aboard. I had a guy from Texas, never been on a long-range trip. He'd seen us on the TV, on the YouTube, uh, on Stoked on Fishing, and just got the bug and wanted to go. He's Russian, a Russian background, never got a, a fish over 50 or 60 pounds before. Came out, got his personal best, and, and he, he was in the tangles a little bit to start with, but he... He got on. He, we teach him real quick, just like Paul said. He, you get a lot of instruction real quick. Over a period of four or five days that you're out there fishing, 
this guy became a fisherman, and I invited him back, and he is coming back. We had another young man, 17 years old, came on with his mom. And he, the guy's a stick, you know, Vincent. Um, so Vincent, you know, once, once we got him on board, he, he was kind of quiet because he was with all these older guys, and he's kind of wowed. But, man, he, he was not afraid to jump into the mix and got involved, and, and he, even his mom got her personal best on the trip. So, Francis, and we had, I, I can't tell you how fun it is for these people. You know, the guys that go on these trips, everybody wants to see the other guy catch this fish. Everybody works together to make sure that you catch your fish. It is one of the best things you can go, you can do if you've never been on one, you know, you, like, Paul was saying, try one of those 10-day trips. You'll have a blast, one, and you'll have the option maybe to catch the fish of a lifetime. Well, Paul, it sounds like uh, one of the benefits of going on a trip uh, on the uh, Indianapolis, not only because of the great amenities that you have, but there's no real (laughs) hurry up. To, to catch your fish because you've got five days, seven days of fishing. You don't have to be there from sunrise to sundown on the rail to try and catch your fish. You're kind of fishing at your leisure when you want to fish. Yeah, yes and no. There are times when we, we do have to be at an area at a certain time because whether, whether it's a 10-day trip or a one-day trip or a half-day trip, there is a time when the fish bite the best. Yep. And you could travel for three days, and you could be still an hour late and a dollar short. So you have to really pay attention when the, when the crew. There will be times when I say, guys, these big tuna are biting from 3 in the morning to 7 in the morning. After that, you might as well just sit down for the rest of the day. I mean, Play and Stan can vouch for this. It, that just happens. So even though it is, a, it is long trips, fish do have a pattern, and they do bite at certain times of the day or night. It's nice when they bite day and night. I've had that happen quite a few times. But, but there are times of the day when they do bite the hooks a lot better. Folks, I have to uh, I have to get going. Okay, I want to I want to sign off with uh, the fact that if anybody's interested in the Independence, out of a Point Loma Sport Fishing, our website IndependenceSportFishing.com, it really can answer a lot of your questions and, and has the phone numbers to Judy's office. And does that have your complete schedule up of what spots are available on each individual Everything. trip, whatever's left? Well, yep. there you go. All right. Yeah, it basically it's really you know nowadays you, know, you you can click on it's all on one. Yeah, you'll see what trip if it's sold out or for three spots left. You could book online. <laughs> you don't even have to talk to Judy, but you could book online, right. and then you can call her later at a different time to arrange for the so passports and all that click, stuff. Click away from a trip of a lifetime. That's it, guys. And Paul, it probably also behooves people that if they've got an amount of time that they can take off, and they look at your schedule, and at, at that time the the trip is booked. To get on the waiting list, because uh, even though the trip is booked at that time, it could be that there will people that will drop out, and you can be the next person to go. Happens all the time, and it's because a lot of times it's medical issues. Guys yep. drop out because they, they book a year in advance, and all of a sudden they, got wow. a, they, they broke their arm or, some, or something happened to their mother-in-law. Or, you, know, you never know. Well, Captain Paul Strausser of Independent Sports Fishing, thanks a lot for taking some of your Sunday to be with us. We appreciate Hearing about the uh, Indianapolis and Independence, Independence. Independence. and I know, <laughs> I know when Stan gets back, he'll probably have a lot more to say about his trip too. Okay, guys, take care. Thank you. Take care, Paul. All right, See you, Paul. All right, See you, Paul. Thanks, buddy. Well, Stan, you know, I know you're calling all the way from Texas. I don't know if you want to stay on with us too, but I know you wanted to be on when we had Paul on, so that you could. Uh, uh, talk to him a little bit about the vessel because it sounds like a fabulous ride. 
Well, you know, it's my favorite favorite fishing platform of the fleet, period. I, it is the best fishing platform out there. Um, it, it is bar comfortable none. in every way. Yeah, bar none. It is the most comfortable to fish on, the most area to fish with, and around when you get on that big fish down where we were, uh, and and you get four, five, six, seven of them going at the same time. Sometimes they're all in the same corner or all up in the bow. We had seven at, at a time up on the bow and landed every one of them. Phenomenal crew, phenomenal boat, and, and, and the food is, and like Wendy said, it's just absolutely incredibly good. You're, you're well cared for, um, and, and you have a great time. We have a kind of a party going down and, and relax on the way back. Uh, and the the problem with my trip is, you know, they only give you so many tags for the trip, and I used up almost every one of mine, and I had way too much fish when I got home. Oh, <laughs> but it was, we had a phenomenal trip. I'll tell you about it next week when I get back into town. Uh, they're waiting for me to go cook up the steaks on the barbie here in Texas. So uh, we'll probably have ourselves a, a last night dinner, and then I'm driving home from Texas tomorrow. So you guys right. have a great show. Stan, we appreciate it. You have a safe trip back, and are you going to be back with us next week? Yep, I'll give you the rundown of what we know and what uh, what, to, what to throw and where to go here next week. We had a great trip from the super sponsors, and I'll talk about that next week. All right. Stan, you have a, a great vacation with the family, and we look forward to speaking to you again next week. And uh, safe traveling, sir. Well, thank you, Wendy, Chris. John, we'll catch you later. All right, take care, Stan. Hey, Wendy, Chris, and I, we're not going anywhere. We're We're going to take a break right now, though. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the bluefin tuna fishing, what's happening up and down our coast. We're going to talk what's happening with Chief Sports Fishing. we got Captain Chris Randall here. Also, Captain James Nelson will be here to visit us at 6 p.m. So stay tuned. There's still a lot more Ron Real Radio to come but you have to stay tuned to these messages. Amber Marine has been servicing boats and outboard motors for more than 30 years in the Newport Harbor area. They're a factory-authorized dealer for Tohatsu and Nissan outboards and also provide factory-authorized repair and service for all types of marine outboards. Located near the corner of 17th and Placentia Avenue, Amber Marine is at 786 Newton Way in Costa Mesa. Affordable boating and repair since 1982. 949-646-6918 and on the web at ambermarine.net. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics. McCoy Line, Spro Products, Gamakatsu Hooks, G. Loomis Fishing Rods, Shimano Products, Ovid Reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. 
Isoline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. Hey, welcome back to Rod Real Radio. Wendy Tushahara is with us tonight. So is Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And before we get to uh, uh, Captain Chris, Wendy, uh, just to go back to the Indiana, uh, the uh, Independents, uh, for ladies that want to try going out on these long-range trips, uh, man, that you know, some of them might have some you know intrepidation about going on a multi-day trip like that. But it sure sounds like the uh, uh, independence makes the trip so that there shouldn't be any worries at all on a trip like that. None whatsoever. And it, it's really neat because we had a lot of first timers on our trip. And by the end of the trip, they were doing it all by themselves and they were fishing by themselves and hooking up and landing all, you know, doing it all. And it's great to see. And, um, you know, every year we get more and more, but, one of the things that's really important to us women is how many heads are on that boat. Yeah. <laughs> I think he said there were seven. <laughs> well, there were seven yes. showers. You know? Yes, there's, there's seven. And so, every you know, um, there's a section where, you know, you have three staterooms or four staterooms, and then there's a, there's a, there's a head. And there's um, heads up on the main main deck. And it's just it's just so comfortable for, for women, you know, especially mm-hmm. first-timers to be able to um, feel the creature comforts of home. And it's, it's not, you know, it's not a scary, you know, rocky trip, you know, where they think, oh, wow, you know, I'm going to lose my balance, you know, I'm older or, or whatever. It's, 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 it's a great trip. Yeah, and great they feel like food. they're out of their element, you know, and, oh, right. maybe the toilet's not really clean because I'm with 25 guys and they didn't lift the seat up, put it back down and, and I've seen that over years and years and years, and it, there's definitely a little hindrance for women to go on a sport fishing boat because, one, they're outnumbered, two, the toilets, the cleanliness. A good crew will stay on top of it and make it a little bit better, but, yeah, that's a great point, Wendy. Yeah, you know, it, it's huge, and, and it's, it's, it is. It's it's spotless, it's clean, and, and what's really neat, though, is when I've noticed when there's a lot of women on the boat, the men behave. Yeah, <laughs> oh, don't we always? Always on our best behavior, Jane. <laughs> Just because we're away from home. Wendy, the other thing uh, that uh, uh, Captain uh, Strasser uh, really made sound interesting, especially for women or those first-timers, is not everyone 
necessarily has the gear to go on a trip to handle 300-pound fish or 200-pound fish or whatever it is, and they feel like, well, I can't go because I, I don't, you know, I'm spending all this money to go on a trip, and I don't know whether I'm going to like it, whether I'm ever going to go again, and I, I just don't want to pay out all this dough for all the gear. But it sounds like on the boat they've got the great gear, and not only that, with the really experienced staff, and you know this too, Chris, oh, yeah. from your guys, anything that you need to know, if you have the patience to learn it, my staff's going to tell, uh, teach you, and you'll be very proficient at doing anything you want to do by the end of the trip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They give uh, seminars, and if you don't know how to do anything, they'll show you how. But if you go on a sponsored trip, the sponsors also will bring extra equipment so you can try their equipment and see if you like it and see if that's the one you'd like to purchase. Um, but they will also help you and tie knots and, and show you how to rig up and answer any questions you might have. Wow. So, there, so there's really no reason if you've got the time and you can put aside the money because – Chris, sports fishing is one of the best values when you look at you. Penny for penny, fun for fun, dollar for dollar, it's your best value. You're getting well, the, and, the everything. Go ahead, Wendy. Oh, well, not only that, I don't have to cook. I don't have to clean. I don't have to do anything but have a good time and relax. Exactly. And it, it's, you know, if you look at the bigger picture, okay, you get on the boat, you, the crew's there to assist you, they help you. Uh, I don't know anything about this knot. Uh, what's a bimini twist? I have no idea. Is that a cocktail? <laughs> so, so, I mean, the crew's going to be in there. They're going to show you how to do it. If, if you know, They tie it for you. And here's one thing I, I want to bring up that's really good about women on sport fishing boats. I've seen deckhands for 30 years. They gravitate to the women, give them more attention than the male anglers. So if you're worried about that, don't. <laughs> Right, absolutely. Well, well, not only that, we have some great women fishermen out oh, yeah. here with Lori Heath and uh, Katrina, oh, yeah. Katarina Eckhart oh. and uh, all that big group and everything like that that are constantly out. It's that guys like me, they're fishing circles around me all the time. Mm-hmm. They uh, really, and, and Wendy, too. Wendy is uh, you know pretty adept when it comes to putting a raw and reel, and you think just because Wendy... How tall are you? And, you know, a woman thinks, well, I'm not built really to go out and catch those fish. Well, you know, it's funny, too. I'm only five feet tall. And when I'm bringing in a fish and if I'm fishing the bow, I cannot tell if my fish is that color or not because I can't see over the rail. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. All right. So, well, so just stay, you know. Just go to the uh, uh, independent sports fishing, check out the schedule, one of the, the great long-range boats in the fleet, and then check it on out. And uh, Unfortunately, it doesn't sound like you can go with Stan next year because the trip's already booked. That's amazing. It is, and yeah, he, he only has a few too. spots here and there. Oh, really? When was your trip for, uh, Wendy? I have a five-day, and it's always July 5th through the 10th, and uh, that was booked up uh, right after everybody got off the trip they re-signed back up and it was booked automatically well you know uh, i guess part of that is due to not only is a sponsor trip but it's also the uh, vessel that you're going on everyone wants to go on that and if it's a sponsor trip all the better because all yeah. the goodies are there freebies freebies yes 
Yeah. All right. Hey, there's another voice here in the background that you've been listening to, and that's Captain Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, this has been kind of an up and down season for you. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, one word. Roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like up and down to me. Yeah. We started out just like everybody else, rolling, you know, fishing. And, wow, this is kind of a different season. We tried to figure out, get in our groove and stuff. And, unfortunately, the, a 50-year-old boat has 50-year-old problems. And in the mid-season, we had a catastrophic fuel tank fail- failure. We tried to troubleshoot it. We thought possibly we were going to find a remedy we looked at a few different things with Coast Guard, and it all said and done. After about 10 days of that, Coast Guard and I both looked at it and just said, you know what, it's done. What's done is done. And there's a time you just have to call it. Say, hey, look, you know, it's terrible. I'm going to disappoint my charter groups, and I'm bummed out, and the owner's bummed out. But a 50-year-old fuel tank is a 50-year-old fuel tank. <laughs> there's no way to get around it. And when we craned these things out, I looked at it and just went, <laughs> so there was no surprise there as far as the fuel tank went. Um, we have done the repairs. We put in brand new fuel tanks. We had them powder coated, and if they had uh, my predecessors, the builders of the boat would have done that. I probably wouldn't be in this position, but it is what it is. And these boats were built to last 20 years. And Donaldson Ditmar builds a wonderful frame. I mean, huge. These things are built like tanks. Like uh, Wendy said, you know. Or Stan said, the independence like a tank. It's low in the water, it's huge, it's wide, it's just girthy. Well, these Ditmars are built the same way. However, when they did the manufacturing, all right, how much are we going to put into steel for the tanks? How much money are we going to allow for this? They are doing it for profit. They're yeah. building the boat to make money. So, in a long story short, they don't powder coat things. They don't go the extra mile on certain things. They're expecting this to last 20 years. Well, 30 years also got added onto that 20 years because it's so non-cost effective to build a brand new sport boat that all of the boats have had to extend the life expectancy of a sport boat by getting back in there, doing the fuel tanks. I, I don't think there's a boat down there that isn't more than 30 years old that hasn't had a fuel tank issue. When I was on a producer, we had to replace fuel tanks. Old Glory, had to, uh, when it was a Cherokee, had to replace tanks. And it, it's, this is just indicative of corrosion, metal, and salt water. In 30 years, if you, if you took a chunk of metal, hung it in a salt water bucket for 30 years, what do you think you'd have left? Uh, you a would piece ha- of string. You would have nothing, you know? <laughs> exactly. You know, the, it, even though the boat was built in the, what, late 1950s? Yeah, early somewhere in there. I'd have to look it up, yeah. And you look at the uh, independence that we just talked to yeah. Captain Paul on. You know, the cost of building those two boats, mm. you know, were just completely different. But yeah. that's not to say that a boat that was built in that era is not still one heck of a fishing platform. No, no. It's where they, they spent the money on the Donaldson Ditmars was actually in the framing. You go down inside and there's, you know, 12 by 12 mahogany, you know, Honduras mahogany. Good. Go try and buy some of that right now. <laughs> I mean, it's built like a tank, so the structure's good. What it needs and requires is constant maintenance, a maintenance program. And unfortunately, this boat, when I came back to it, you know, after I went up to Alaska in 2012, the maintenance program had faltered, and it was deficient. And so I played catch-up for years, and we got almost to where I was going to call it ground zero, 
and then this happened, and I'm like, damn, no. damn it, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, I was, I had one more rung on the ladder, Wendy, and I was like, I'm at the top, and then I slid <laughs> back down four more rungs, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> well, you know, I, the, the fact, though, that you're on the job there, and you're doing a lot of that work yourself because of the expertise as opposed to sending it out to one of the yards and not... We, we looked at both. Yeah. And in order to save the owner money, I elected to quadruple my workload for the past three months. And I turned 55 next month, and I'm like, why did I do this? Yeah. <laughs> I had to think about it, but then I realized, hey, I'm trying to help the owner. You know, he's trying to just get this boat back up to snuff, and it's kind of my obligation. And, you know... I, 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 that's a beautiful boat, and I've gone so far. We started with, you know, painting it and getting this done and, you know, putting new injectors, this engine, fixing that. It, it was just a rolling incursion of trying to get it to ground zero. And we almost got there before this happened. And that boat came around big time. I mean, it's it started performing. It's a great fishing platform. It has everything you need. But I had to remodel the entire galley, rip out a, a, a galley-level stateroom to put in a six-person booth. As Paul said, the independent seats, what, 32 in yeah. one seating? Yeah. Well, I did a, a head count on, on the Chief or the old Big Game 90. I'm like, uh, 16? Let me count again. The original. Uh, 16, yeah. yeah. I'm like, this isn't going to work. So we put in a, uh, five stools and a six-man booth added 11. And now we do one full seating and one short seating for dinner. Uh, the way it was set up prior to that, it was three seatings, and you'd be like if, if you were in the third seating if you got your dinner by 9 o'clock. This was unacceptable. So I, I really looked at the whole picture of the boat, how to retweak everything, just, you know, just start over and increase the freshwater capacity, this, that. I mean, just everything. Now we got a brand-new bait tank. Brand new fuel tanks in the, in the rear compartment, but the problem with replacing fuel tanks is is they're in the guts of the boat. It's like having surgery on your intestines. It's like the first thing in, right, and the so, last thing out. So this forty-year-old bay tank sitting in my way. There's a huge light tree sitting in my way. All this had to go. Then the decks in my way. That had to go. Then the deck stringers had to go. They're in my way, and. We've only got to where we can just simply view said problem. Then we have to unplumb the tanks, get the tanks out, tear out all the fuel lines, plumbing, bulkhead penetrations. <laughs> I was just like, there was a couple times I kind of spun around and just went, ugh. <laughs> well, not only that, you've got the design of these new yeah. items. You've got to design a new fuel tank. Yep. You've got to design a new bait tank. Right. Obviously, you figure while we're down here, Let's, well. maxi- let's maximize well. whatever we can do. But at the same time, you know, you were running into plumbing problems where you couldn't get to the problem yeah. because there was something in the way. Let's make sure that if we have a problem or we someone else, access in the we future. have access. So yeah. I had to redesign the fuel tanks, make them a little bit skinnier, you know, lengthwise, so we could get in there. Because when we took the old fuel tanks out, the exhaust pedros through the raceways that go on the side of the boat, there was one hose clamp left on, on one where it was supposed to be four. On the other side, all of the valve handles were broke off for the plumbing that goes to the fish holes and everything. And I had to find a way to re-engineer this with the existing fish holes and slammer not being touched or, or moved. So I'm working from two different ends to the middle, 
and it, it made it three times more difficult, but we pulled it off. We've already got all the plumbing in for the bay tank, the water going in, water going out. Some internal stuff needs to be done. But now all you have to do is take out one exhaust, Pedro, you know, the, the Werner mm-hmm. tube, and you can walk in there with a, a floodlight or a flashlight and walk all the way behind both fuel tanks to all the valves, emergency shut, fuel shutoff valves, all it, complete access to maintain and change hose clamps. And we went to a, what's called a T-bar clamp. Your standard hose clamps is a, you know, your little hose clamp with a you know, nut driver or screwdriver. These T, T-bar clamps are three times stronger, and they have a neoprene little lock nut on it. And you crank that thing down, and if you could break one in 10 years, I would be really amazed. All right. Hey, you know, it just goes to show you when you walk on the deck of any boat, there's a heck of a lot happening underneath your feet that you don't know. And we haven't even gotten into the wheelhouse at all. So, <laughs> But we are have Captain Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. Captain Chris, we're going to have uh, Captain James Nelson on talk a little bit about the inshore fishing, but... Let's talk a little bit about this continuing bluefin bite when uh, we finish. So, sure. uh, yeah, I think yeah. you got some news on that and some mm-hmm. of the things that are happening up and down the Baja Peninsula, too, because yep. you're not known as the king of ling for just sticking around our local water. So, <laughs> hey, we're going to take a break right now. Uh, stay tuned. There's still lots more Rod and Reel Radio to come after these messages. can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a bit set back with just what company to go with? Rod and Reel Radio urges you to try American and family-owned Land's End Charters. Land's End Charters offer their clients affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with their brand name fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a family-run business with over 50 years of experience. Go to LandsEndCharters.com to see all the current vessels and amenities available and call Cabo Greg or Jenny directly at 800-281-5778 when you're ready to get fishing. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. 
H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Quantum Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT to the Tour Mag to the brand-new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum, we are performance-tuned. You can get your Quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal in the Mesa at 619-466-8355. Rod and Reel Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available, or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives, and click the subscribe button to get started listening now. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career, and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. And welcome back to Ron Real Radio on this Thanksgiving weekend. I hope you all had a great holiday. Appreciate you uh, choosing to hang with us for a little while. Next hour, I think you're going to find it to be not only informative and entertaining, but when it comes to the entertaining and informative part, it's going to start right now with a fish icon himself, Captain James Nelson with the Southern California Inshore Report. Captain James, happy holiday to you. How are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing fine, John. Happy holidays to you guys over there. Hey, we are How are you do- doing? We are doing great over here. We're uh, talking about fishing up and down the Baja Peninsula, and we're going to be talking about some bluefin fishing. But, hey, tell us a little bit about, you know, we've had some inclement weather, but we had some pretty good weather at the beginning of the week. Tell us on uh, how our inshore fishing was, and even did you get a chance to get out on one of the local lakes? You know, I've been out on one particular lake that nobody's talked about in a long time, John. Uh, it's like nobody even fishes there anymore. Yeah. Uh, San Vicente, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I went there uh, the day before yesterday, yeah, Friday, Black Friday. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Which, uh, I think the mall would have been less crowded. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, it's a great day to go fishing, and, you know, you think about how much money you saved by going to Lake San Vicente as opposed to going to the mall. What a great value. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Just twice the crowd. <laughs> you know, it, yeah, it, it, was, it was fun, you know, to get to the point, which is hard to do at San Vicente on Black Friday, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us, though, you know, it, I, I am interested because of the fact that you know, we've been talking about the numbers going down at San Vicente as we get, you know, deeper and deeper into the year over here. But 
I've got people coming into the store saying that now you can drive right on up there. You don't need to get a reservation uh, through Ticketmaster. They're happy to see you. If you uh, go on anything other than the weekend, you can normally have the lake almost to yourself. And not only that, considering the time of the year that we're fishing there, the fishing is pretty good. How'd you find it? You know, it is good, John. We're still, uh, you know, we're still finding that we're catching more fish on on uh, shiners than we are on plastics. But you know, for guys who are willing to uh, work a spot over on plastics or even some hard baits, you know. There's still plenty of fish to be caught that way uh, just for the guys who are willing to put in the effort. Um, I know a lot of guys are still throwing, you know, your typical stuff, your, your crankbaits and spinnerbaits. Uh, spoons have been working pretty well. These fish are going deeper. Um, I don't know, as a tackle, you're probably loving it for the guys who are dropping ice jigs, you know, six or seven a day and not getting them back. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, there are still lots of trees down there to contend with. But, uh, you know, the bite's good. The fish are still biting. I mean, it's it's practically December. It's obviously starting to feel more like fall and winter, and yet you're still able to catch bass. And even in the bay, we're still catching uh, leopard sharks. We're actually doing better now than we were during the summer when it comes to the leopard shark bite. So, it's, you know, we'll take it. Well, Jim, <laughs> let, let's go back to San Vicente here because you've really piqued my entrance. interest. I don't think... I've thrown a shiner in freshwater for 30 20 years. 30 years. <laughs> I was gonna Tell say us 20. a little bit about how you're rigging that thing, how you're fishing it, especially at San Vicente. Are, are you hoping that that shiner is going to go deep? Are you fishing it deep? Are you fishing shallow? Give us a, a couple of techniques that we might be able to, to book on. You know, and that and that's that's funny that you mentioned that because I know there was, uh, we just had what I call a popcorn post uh, recently on Facebook, you know, the type where everybody chimes in, so you just grab popcorn and just have a ball <laughs> reading everybody's posts. But, uh, you know, there's always a debate whether or not uh, bait, <laughs> live bait fishing is actual fishing or not, you know, especially is. with freshwater guys. And, you know, and I'll have to admit, I was, I was in that, that camp at one time, especially when I was fishing tournaments a lot. It's not that I was opposed to fishing bait, but it didn't teach me anything that I needed to know for the tournament. Because, uh, you know, when you're tournament fishing, you're not just, when you're out just fishing on any given day, you're not just fishing, but you're actually learning techniques that you could apply come tournament day. So it's very important to learn how to use a crankbait properly. Very important how to use a jig and what trailers you like, what colored plastic worms you like. Whereas uh, when you just go fishing, grab some worms, grab some minnows, go fishing, just have fun. And a lot of times that's what my guests want to do. They want to go out. They want to have fun. They really don't care about what bait they use. Sometimes I get guys that want to learn different techniques. Maybe they want to learn drop shotting or fishing a jig, something they don't do a lot. But for the most part, they folks want to catch, catch fish. fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and what's so really funny, John, it, the reason why I gave this long intro to that is to summarize it this way. I mean, guys, and I know them, and I know we all know them, Stan, you know, John, Wendy, we all know these guys. We are these guys a lot of times. So we'll go to the lake, and we're picking out just the right worm with the right amount of red flake in it before we throw it. But then we jump on a sport boat, and we go straight to the bait tank. Hypocrite. <laughs> you know, we never think of it on the lake, yeah. but yet we think of it as soon as we jump on a sport yeah. boat. Yeah. And that's what we're doing on the, on the lake right now, John. We're doing exactly what we would be doing in the kelp. Uh, what I like to do on a small boat that you can't really do on a sport boat because they have you know a lot of people and they anchor up. 
But what I like to do is drag a sardine behind. You know, you nose hook it. You barely put the motor in gear, and you just drag that sardine until you find the school of fish. And then well, you could just start chucking chum. Yeah, well, that allows you, it, that's allowing you to not have to use your electronics, your eyes, or anything. And that little bait locates the fish for you, stop the boat, engage in fishing. Well, not only that. It, they, it, exactly. And, and, you know, and like I said, you know, it's, the, it's taking advantage of what, you're, what you can do on a smaller boat and just do it on a private boat. Sure. And we see guys do it all the time. And, you know, and the, you, you could tell what they're doing because you'll see the sea lions following them around. But uh, <laughs> you fish the islands a lot, then, don't you? <laughs> and that's what we're doing on the lake. It's the same thing. We're taking the yeah. shiner, we're putting you know a small split shot, and working the size of the split shot up depending on how deep those fish seem to be holding. Yep. Uh, when I got two or three anglers, I'm able to you know adjust accordingly. The only difference is on a lake, we're, we're actually using the trolling motor to troll with. Uh, uh, the electric no motor, so it's a lot quieter. <laughs> and there's no sea lines, yeah. Yes, <laughs> what's, really cool, what's really cool about shiner fishing, I used to do that a lot over at Clear Lake, is all of a sudden, you know, your little shiner's out swimming around, and next thing you know, he gets a little jumpy, and he starts darting, and next thing you know, it's hang on. It's so much fun. That's the same thing as live bait in anywhere. You'll see the bait just kind of mill around, ho-hum. And like like you said, Wendy, it's a dart, a jump. You see your, your line twitch a little bit. You get excited. Oh, something's going on. It's, it's afraid. And then pow, and it's game on. So eh, live bait fishing is fine. Well, uh, Jim, tell, yeah. us, tell us about the selection of shiners. I mean, uh, uh, first of all, you like getting your shiners uh, where? Well, I get my shiners as fresh as I can, and, you know, uh, early in the morning out there, the best place is uh, East County Bait and Tackle. It's right down the road from the lake, so it's really easy to just stop in and see the guys there. You know, the, uh, lately they've been having bags of shiners already on the counter because they, they know they're ready for the guys. And uh, usually a couple dozen for a half day for two people is more than enough. Um, if you're going to stay longer, you might want more because you can get on a bite that just wipes you out all of a sudden. And yep. uh you know, there's no place at the lake to get them. Unfortunately, they haven't set up a bait tank yet, so you got to take your shiners in. So whether you go to, you know, any shop that's near you and then travel to the lake or you wait till the last second there at East County Bait Tackle, otherwise. Now, these um, guys can be pretty fragile if you have shiners. I know you have a, a live well on the boat, but most of uh, the fellows' live well is just buckets. for just, yeah, just for their yeah. you know their catch. So you know it's good to go out and also get a bait bucket too that you can keep on the side of the boat and keep the shiners in because they can be pretty fragile at times. Yeah, you know, John, that's a really good point. Um, you know, to have you could even do that even for guys who have those nice big live wells in their bass boats. I've seen guys do that where they just have the uh, perforated bait bucket and they drop that right in the same live well. So that way you're not chasing around, too. The, some of these tournament boats now, the live wells are just huge, and they go way up under. It's well, okay if you're grabbing bath. a cold clip bath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I only got 400 <laughs> scoops of shiners, you know. Well, a lot of yeah. times the guys, uh, they'll take uh, really fine uh, uh, mesh bait nets, and they'll put that into the live wells, and then they'll put the shiners in there so they can kind of corral them. In, into one area, yeah. but you know they they uh, they are fragile. Do you find that if if you use bigger shiners, do you get a chance at a bigger fish or what, Jim? You know, I haven't seen that that mattered um, at the lake. 
And if you look at what they're actually eating, not that I'm a, you know, total creature of match the hatch like some fly guys are, but, you know, if you look at what they're eating, the shad that are being chased around are pretty tiny. Uh, but we've been going with medium just because they are a little hardier, like you were saying. And, uh, you know, medium is big enough to still get seven, eight-pound bass. And we got a, a nice catfish the other day, probably about a 20-pound blue. And, you know, so that attract, that was big enough bait for him. So I, I, don't, I don't think you have to go with the super jumbles like they would fish in Florida or anything like that. Um, and you never know. Look, a week or so ago, we got into some big crappie, and those crappie liked a little bit medium to smaller bait anyway. So yeah. they, they were pretty happy with that. I, that's I, fun. I don't want uh, to pass that up, too, because right now when it comes to big crappie, San Vicente is producing some big fish, and you fellows probably know that that have been out there on the locators. You find a, a piece of structure or a branch or a tree that's kind of sticking up from the bottom, and it literally looks like a Christmas tree because of the fact that crappie are just all around them. And you take an ice jig or, or some type of a, a, a lure that you can fish suspended fish on, bounce it up and down, and the crappie fishing is great. But you're also catching crappie too, Jim, as you mentioned uh, on uh, crankbaits and the things you're you're trying to catch bass on. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many robo worms have been catching crappie lately. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> Just, you, and, and like you said, even the ice jigs. I mean, I'm, it's pretty fun. You know, you just drop it down, work that thing, and we've even gotten some big bluegill that way. Well, so it, it's just fun lake. What can I say? Well, Jim, just uh, uh, quickly uh, going uh, to the uh, the bay, uh, you've also been fishing the bay, and uh, how's that been working out for you? It's been working great as far as the leopard sharks. Uh, sorry I haven't been posting much, you know, as far as in the way of pictures lately. I had a couple incidences where uh, I've been using uh, other boats, and I've also been uh, without my phone. My, my phone just kind of just started dying slowly but surely starting with the camera and all the other functions and the phone itself is dead so but you know um i'll get pictures as soon as i can get them from customers emailing me but we've been getting some really good leopard sharks john and it's just been i what i can't say anything uh other than it's just the best i've seen it since the summer i mean it's been it's actually better than the summer look and uh we've got people coming into the shop too (laughs) saying that the uh uh, the bat ray bite is also off the hook, and there are some tremendously large rays out there right now. Yeah, I can believe it. I can totally believe it because, you know, it, it, you usually do see a good influx of one or the other, or sometimes both. And we've even gotten a few guitar fish. So once we get all those critters stirring, and I think this rain's only going to help because it's going to stir up the, the mud bugs and all the other things that those uh, those creatures like to eat, you know, the clams as well as the crabs and the uh, and the ghost shrimp. So it, it's just going to be fun. Well, Jim, it's a good time to go fishing uh, in our bays here in San Diego or local lakes, uh, especially if you've got kids getting off for the holiday. We've got the Christmas break coming up. you got winter break coming on up. If you don't know it was do, something to do with the kids, going out with a guy like uh, the fish icon, Captain James Nelson, it's the way to go, and you don't even, you know, as we were talking with Captain Paul Strausser from uh, Independent Sports Fishing, you don't even have to bring is? the tackle. You've got it. <laughs> You've got it. Hey, if people want to get a hold of you, how's the best way to do that, Jim, and book a trip? Well, they could always reach me uh, online at the website, 
thefishicon.com. They could also go to the Rod and Reel Radio website. I believe there's still a link up there. Um, and listen to some some former podcasts for talk about entertainment. And, <laughs> and then give me a call. That, that always works. Uh, now I've got a phone, so I can answer the phone now. That's In helpful. <laughs> You want to give us I feel, that? Uh, I feel like I'm updated <laughs> to the 21st century here. <laughs> Jim, uh, the phone number is 619-395-0799. You still there? You got it. I'm still here. Are you still there? I am still here, even though I probably called you three different <laughs> names tonight. I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, Captain James Nelson, okay, the I'll fish icon. Hey, thanks a lot for being with us, sir. And, uh, if you need to find out more about what Captain James does, he's also active on Facebook. Go to uh, James Nelson on Facebook, and uh, you'll find out some of the unique things that he's doing, even outside the fishing arena. Captain James, thanks a lot. You have a great evening. Always a pleasure, John. Thanks, guys, for having me. Take care, James. All right. Hey, we're going to take a break. Captain Chris Randall is still with us. We're going to talk a little bit about the excellent fishing that's still off our coast right now. So stay tuned. Wendy and I and Captain Chris will be back after these messages. Amber Marine has been servicing boats and outboard motors for more than 30 years in the Newport Harbor area. They're a factory-authorized dealer for Tohatsu and Nissan outboards and also provide factory-authorized repair and service for all types of marine outboards. Located near the corner of 17th and Placentia Avenue, Amber Marine is at 786 Newton Way in Costa Mesa. Affordable boating and repair since 1982. 949-646-6918 and on the web at ambermarine.net. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hey, everybody. This is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fish at Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website 
at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hi, my name is Dennis Green, and I always love to talk about fishing. When I want the real information, I go to Rod and Real Radio. Those guys are who I thought they were. Whitney and I, we want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. Captain Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing is also with us. And before we get to Captain Chris, Wendy, I am getting lit up here on messages on the Ron Real Radio Facebook site. We wished everyone a happy Thanksgiving, and we showed a picture of you <laughs> with a picture of something else, and it shows the diversity of outdoor activities that you get involved with. Tell us a little bit what was behind that picture and what was that in a picture of? That was my turkey tutu. <laughs> <laughs> that was the turkey that I shot a couple of years ago. Merritt um, and I went turkey hunting, and that turkey actually had a 10-inch beard. My she, gosh. He was big. And, oh. uh, yeah, it was a good time. Now, now tell us, did you wind up preparing that turkey, and and how was it uh, compared to, you know, the turkeys that we uh, find in the freezer section at Vaughn's? I did. In fact, a lot of people thought that maybe I would, um, you know, grind, grind the meat, but I didn't do it. Um, I ended up baking the turkey. It was really good. It wasn't dry. It was, you know, it was, it was a good bird. Um, the only difference between the birds that you shoot in the wild and the ones that are in the store, there's like these little, I, I don't know what you even call them, like plastic things in, in, in the meat. It's, uh, I don't know if it's, it's not cartilage, but there's a lot of muscle, um, muscle in the meat. That's Sinews the only difference. And stuff my, like that, yeah. My, my daughter can taste a little gaminess, but I didn't taste it at all. But well, it was really good. Well, they're used to processed foods. Yeah, <laughs> they've never tasted the real deal. Yeah, that's well, true. Congratulations on that because I know that a lot of effort was involved in getting that bird, but I think it was a great picture, and uh, we'll probably show it again uh, for many Thanksgivings to come. <laughs> Why? Thank you. Hey, we have Captain Chris Randall here, and, and Captain Chris, it's hard to believe with the. Great fishing we've had for the past couple of seasons. We can still go out and get bluefin tuna. Tell us a little bit about this phenomena. Well, I I think that's a good word, phenomena, because this is not a natural occurrence. This isn't what we expect year to year to year. The, the last four years have been crazy. And prior to that, we had a little uh, down period, you know, 2010, 11, 12. It was pretty slow. And then... We got into this warm water episode where you're catching Wahoo 38 miles from San Diego. I've been doing this for 30 years. That just doesn't happen. And I got to witness it firsthand and went, hmm, just when I thought I was figuring this out, I know nothing. This big fish moved in. It shot up the coastline. And what's really weird about this is from like, oh, gosh, Cedros up to San Martin Island, 
at one point this season became almost like a no zone. Even above that, up to Colonnette and then offshore, it was kind of blank. It, it was like two or three batches of fish, including yellowtail and tuna, shot up, but they shot all the way up in like the Catalina Basin, that area outside the Oceanside, the 43. You know, and now it's everything seems to go up and then northwest. And that's exactly what we're looking at. Now, on the Tanner Bank, there's, uh, I'm not going to call them home guard because they're not, because they're going to come and go as they wish. But the, this is now what I would call structure fish. And you have pelagics like, you know, Albacore do the Great Circle to Japan, back around, and, well, who knows where they're at. Missing <laughs> yeah. in action. But uh, this migratory thing got a little messed up because our water never cooled down. So when the signal, like this time of year, everything's already slide well back down the coastline, and then the coming spring, it migrates back north. This cycle's been interrupted. These fish didn't go back south. They didn't, they're not following the normal migration cycle. They're on, keyed in on squid, and they're on structure. And that's what's keeping them here. And the water temperature is also conducive for them not leaving. I looked at a terrapin chart earlier today, and 10-10 trench down outside Colonnette, 66 degrees. It's the oh end gosh. of November. This is, this is not normal. So we have a warm water plume that's still continuing. Is it going to turn back to neutral? I would say yes. Um, the NOAA site says slight dip to La Nina and in pretty much neutral conditions for next year. I favor neutral conditions. I don't like the peaks and valleys. I like constant. So if you had 10 seasons in a row, if it was my choice and I could pick it, I'd say, just give me neutral. I don't want way up here, and I don't want way down there because I've experienced both. <laughs> and uh, way down there is not very fun. Yeah. But uh, this, this stuff is here. I don't believe it's going anywhere. Um, we got a series of storms coming through. Right now the offshore winds are pretty wicked. Uh, if, if you have, look at windy tea weather, whatever site you prefer, sailing weather, uh, for the next five, six days, it's going to rip and roar and blow. This will possibly drop the water a little bit in temperature, but that's not going to change it. As soon as it flattens out where it's fishable, where a guy can get out there in a, a sport boat or a private boat, it's, it's, I don't see it going anywhere. But what, what, just let me finish. You've got to have the squid. It's keyed in on it now. Before, they were catching on multiple flatfall jigs, this, that. Now, if you don't have the squid, you're pretty much out of the game. Well, I know a lot of the fish they've been catching <coughs> have been in the evening hours. Yes. And the flatfalls they've been using have been the, uh, the glow-in-the-dark flatfall. Mm-hmm. has been working pretty well. And the bite really ends by about 7.30. So they run on out there, and they fish from... Almost the time they get out there to yeah. seven thirty eight o'clock in the morning, and they're catching a lot of fish, but there's still a lot of fish getting away because they're you know eighty hundred, oh, hundred yeah. fifty no, pound they're, fish. They're big fish. They're brutes. They're brutes. And it, this is typical of what I call the the gray bite and the night bite. The middle of the days mm, can be ho hum. You can still catch a fish, get out stuff, but these aren't breezing schools of fish. Remember uh, four months ago. Just massive schools of fish just foaming everywhere. I've got video at home that just made me want to, excuse the term, barf. <laughs> and we were in the middle of this foamer. It's all around the chief. I mean, literally a quarter mile around us. 
and it's everywhere. We're brailing. People are throwing poppers, jigs, flat falls. We didn't get one single fish out of that stop. Didn't even hook one. Oh. And it was just gazillions of fish. And I'm just sitting up in the fire bridge going, <laughs> I'm going to cry. And so it, that was keyed in on the little bait. Now it's keyed in on the squid. If you have a squid, now you've got a chance. Because all you're doing is matching the hatch, putting your bait down there in the same level where they're feeding. It doesn't know the difference between this squid and that squid. If they're both alive, you you got a good chance of getting one. Landing it, same thing. Right tackle, 50, 60, 80 pound. You know, get your fluoro, your power pro, whatever you want to use. And, yeah, you got a good chance at it. And this is a anomaly. This isn't going to go on year after year after year. So if you haven't gone out and done it, you might want to. Now's the time to yeah. do it because even with, uh, you know, the bad weather that we had out there out of Seaforth, the Tribute, they uh, got into uh, just a couple of the bluefin tuna on a day and a half. The Aztec, they got into three uh, bluefin on a day and a half. And then you go over to H&M. They uh, had a day and a half on the Old Glory. They picked up six bluefin tuna and four yellowtail. I don't know where those yellowtail came from. No, just strays. Yeah, and no. then over at Port uh, Loma Sports Fishing, the new Loan was out on a day and a half, and they picked up four bluefin tuna. So it seems like even in this bad weather, they're picking up fish, but the, the counts are going down right. from just a week, ten days ago. Well, one of the reasons why the counts are dropping is because you have a major low pressure coming out of the Gulf of Alaska headed into us. When it goes from high to a low, the fish say no, not entirely, but as a rule of thumb. So you have this major low coming. So you know you're you would expect to see a drop in the fish counts. Once this weather clears out, it flattens out, and high pressure ridge rebuilds. I would expect to see the the counts come up. And you also got to look at the moon moon cycle too. You know the moon phases, tides, everything. There's so many little pieces that that go into this one little pie. You know, uh, Captain Paul Strasser made uh, uh, an, a comment that kind of gave me an awakening uh, that of a fish that they caught. I don't know if it was Mag Bay or where they caught it that uh, had been, uh, uh, you know, staying in a very very you know, confined area, but it was in an area where it could go into the deep canyons. And you yeah. talk to deep canyons over there, you're talking about thousands of feet. Do oh, the yeah. fish actually go that deep? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, um, I've caught albacore, and we've flayed them, and we're in the 1010 trench, which means, you know, thousand fathoms. It's yeah. really deep. And there's rocks in their bellies, mussels, the weird little things. But stuff you could definitely associate with the bottom. These fish can go very, very deep. It just it is different for each species. However, um, yeah, fish can go extremely deep. The, the, that's why they have that swim bladder that just see a rockfish come up and its bladder comes out because it's not used to the low pressure. They're used to that extreme pressure of deep water, and they're very flexible. Right. So, so even, you know, he was saying the fish might be out there, but they're not coming on up, you know. Right. Now, there seems to be a lot more fish coming off of San Clemente Island than I recall them coming off. What what do you think's happening over there? Is it just part of that that whole trench system that that forms, you know, off of uh, San Clemente and the, the Tanner Bank right. and the Cortez? Yeah. And... Well, that was that northern push I was talking about where everything kind of blew past, you know, Cedro, San Martin Island. It all shot up here. 
And if you look at the coastline of Los Angeles, it bends out, you know, and goes up towards Oxnard. It's a big hook. And the way things seem to go, the warm water pockets right there. That's where you're going to have your hottest water. And for some reason, the bait got stacked up in there. And this fish, we started uh, outside Colonnette, chasing it, chase it north, chase it north. And they get off of Oceanside, and it kind of stalled out. Then it started doing what I call the northwest hook, which is what it always seems to do. And it pushed out towards Clemente. Even last year, on the ridge, the east end of Clemente, where the water goes down the backside and meets the front side, there's a current rip. You could see it. I would drive into that current rip, stop my boat, and say, start fishing. Wow. Right where it rips from one side to the other. And bam, that's where the fish was. If you got 200 yards this way or 200 yards to the other side, not so much. You had to get right on that rip. So it's all focused on, on various little things there. But this has kind of turned into structure fish for the most part. All right. Hey, we are speaking with Captain Chris Randall from uh, Chief Sports Fishing out of H&M Landing down here in San Diego. We're going to take a break right now, but stay tuned. Uh, Wendy, Captain Chris, and myself, we will be back after these messages. Captain Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief now that the tuna season is upon us. It's here and it's time to go on the Chief. For those that are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of moves. Movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity. We have twin six ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to HM Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619 222 1144. You can also follow us on Facebook. Facebook and at our webpage at chiefsportfishing.com. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey, bass fishermen, who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the bass boat program that is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASS-BOAT. Call one 800 227 
888-800-7262 or just spell Bass Boat. 1-800-BASS-BOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASS-BOAT, the choice of the pros for Bass Boat Insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, welcome back to Rod Real Radio. Wendy Toshahar is here tonight, and we are with Captain Chris Randall. And Captain Chris, we've talked about what you've been doing on the Chief. You know, this time of the year, you're known for going up and down the coast. When do you finally get back in line that we can start going down to Colinette and start filling up our freezers again? Thursday night. All right. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah, this this repair project, it was, you know, as tough as it was, we're, we're on the home stretch. Um, we got the new bay tank installed. We got the light tree up the other day, and I got to wire it in. And it's just some simple plumbing, one final Coast Guard inspection, all the new fuel tanks are in, the deck's redone, re-fiberglass, we're, we're beyond all that. And we leave uh, Thursday night, 8 p.m., for a two-and-a-half-day trip. We're going to go down and take a look at Colinette, whether it looks reasonable. And uh, whether the yellowtail's there or not, we'll see. I don't think anyone's been there in quite some time. I know I haven't been. So, I mean, it, it, we got spoiled over the last two or three years with the yellowtail in the sure. time. I mean, traditionally, these were they're rock cut trips, but because we're catching so much yellowtail, guys are like, well, you know, if I don't get a yellowtail, I'm going to be bummed out. I'm like, why would you be bummed out on a rock cut trip if you don't get a yellowtail? So, uh, game plan is run down there, look for the yellowtails, give it a little bit of time, and then go to rock fishing. If the weather's the way I like it, things have changed a little bit at Colinette. Uh, there's been a lot of pressure because of the yellowtail. It's hurt the rock cod fishery. This is, you know, only X amount of space. And by so many boats going down there to target the yellowtail, when the yellowtail bite tapers off, now all of a sudden i got nine boats drifting my little honey holes and general area I like to fish. So I've had to change my game plan a little bit. Now I fish a little bit deeper. i got a couple spots on the north end of Colonnet in like 80, 90 fathoms. If the drift is slow enough and the breeze is low enough i'll go fish that and uh one super bowl sunday weekend last last year we had limits of reds yeah and then we had 111 yellowtail to go with it in one day <laughs> and now i'm like wow weren't, weren't you catching those yellowtail deep too or did you find those uh, on the no surface? i actually I so when i come up on the bank I, I bang my sonar down you know about 50 fathoms as i'm coming up i look deep as i'm coming up on the bank and then i shallow it up and I hit a school. There's already a few boats there ahead of me. I hit a school off the north edge of the bank. I spun around and chased it, and we did a drift, and I was in about 80 fathoms. Well, a couple of guys dropped too deep, and they started coming up with these huge reds. I mean, just monsters. I'm like, wow, nice red. The guy's like, ah, oh, gaff, I got a yellow tail. I'm like, shut up. Look <laughs> at that red. You know? <laughs> that thing's huge. Well, I mean, yellow tail's really good eating, and it's fun to catch, and they're great to take photos. But for me, a nice big chunk of red filet, you know, on the frying pan is pretty much unbeatable for me. It's my favorite to eat. You know, I, I like rockfish. So anyway, I just kind of marked the spot, and a couple times went back to fish it. What's weird about reds is they live in the mud, so 
if you picture the north end of the bank, it drops down very rapidly and then levels off about 80 fathoms, goes out, and then drops again on the second shell. If you get in an 80 fathom, whether you're northeast, northwest, it's mud, and they suck the little stuff out of the bottom. But they move in little packs. You know, they're schools, obviously, not packs. But uh, where it was really good last week, they might be 300 yards to the east. But even with a brand new, we just put a brand new, uh, I think it's a CVC 855 or 885 uh, up and down meter. I still can't meter the reds because they're not on uh, visible bait balls. It's mud, and mud is mud on a meter. So it makes it a little tricky to figure this, the red fishing out there. But uh, up uh, higher on the bank in the shallows, with all the pang arrows and stuff, they've been really hammering the 30, 40 fathom stuff. So I've been kind of staying away from that. In south end, I got another spot where you start in 45, and you pick, you know, whitefish and Johnny Bass and this and that bank perch. But as you slide down, the guys that, that – Pay attention. You, every five seconds, you drop back down, hit the bottom, drop back down. You're going down an incredible ledge. When you get to 100 to 110 fathoms, you get what I call Mexican reds. And they look like a red rock cod, and they're big, but they have black splotches on them, a little bit deeper in color, but they're huge reds. And uh, incidental cow cod, I don't like to target those because, obviously, you know, the California Fish and Wildlife says they're a no-take, so... We kind of stay away from that. But then there's another place called the San Ysidro Ridge, which is about 13 miles north of Colonnet. Not hit so much, and the pangas don't fish up there. So if the yellowtail thing peters out there, I might do the hour, hour and a half move and go up and target this area because it's all kinds of fish. I mean, it's all species from starries to whitefish to Johnny Bass to reds to salmon grouper. I mean, it's just it's. Everything's up there, and you just don't know what you're going to get. It sounds like it only takes about 30 years of experience to learn just some of this stuff, uh, yeah. Captain Chris. Yeah, and even, even I'm learning every day, you know. But I always look at what's in front of me that day. People are like, well, what's the game plan for our trip? I'm like, well, we're going to start here, and then I'll let you know as the day goes on. And, like, our, our, our upcoming trips, the two-and-a-half-day two trips, so we're going to fish sun up, sundown. I'll probably spend that day at Colonnette. And then if the yellowtail aren't there and the rock fishing is so-so, I'll probably move up to a different area and target that. You know, So that's the beauty of being on a longer trip. But uh, I, I, I really enjoy Baja coastal fishing. We do have a little problem with San Martin, the, the SACs, working with the Mexican government to allow us access there. On a normal two-and-a-half-day trip, I go straight to San Martin, get there about 9.30 in the morning, fish to 6, go down to the breakers, and there's definitely yellowtail there. I know that. But there's a problem with the pangaros there. There's There were some issues that I'm not going to get into because it's just not worth it. Hopefully we get it resolved. But I would like to remind everybody, when you go into Mexican waters, we're the guests. Just because you bought a Mexican permit and you have a visa doesn't mean you own the country or you're king of the land. We have to respect these people. I can't count how many times I've pulled up to pangaros at Colonnette and told my cook, hey, I need three hamburguesas with queso and some beers and a couple packs of cigarettes and some potato chips. Put a big trash bag and just hand it to them. Go, hey, guys, you know, hola. And the, they respect that because we're, we're fishing where they're trying to fish. They're trying to feed their families. And we're trying to have some fun and do the same. So by having this, you know, working relationship with them, 
it kind of takes the, the hurt out of it. And they're like, oh, you know, the gringos aren't so bad. You know, they, they feed us, they help us. And so, I mean, it's, it's a rolling incursion, but that's just one of the difficulties with fishing in a, a foreign country. But we need that access. And if we, first thing we would lose would be 12 miles. You know, we already have to have the visa and passport thing. But if we lose that on a, a longer-term scale, wow, that, that would seriously impact. Big impact. Yeah. And so, yeah, it is what it is. Well, right now, when someone travels down the coast with you on a, on a day-and-a-half or a two-and-a-half-day trip, mm-hmm. how should they gear themselves up? Uh, you need a couple of setups. Um, I would always bring, you know, a fly line outfit because if you see spots of uh, yellowtail bubbling around, be ready with your 30-pound outfit and two hook, pitch it out there. A lot of iron fishing. Uh, you, you can catch a yellowtail on, on an iron. You can catch a rockfish on an iron. What I like to do is if, if, if it's definitely yellowtail, just, you know, get your Salus 6X or whatever, tie it on 40-pound, 50-pound, drop it straight down, grind up 20 feet, give it a second, grind up, grind up, and repeat the process. If you're fishing rockfish, you put an iron on the bottom, and then two dropper loops above it with a little shrimp fly, strip a squid, drop it down, and you can come up with two or three at a time because you're allowed to fish up to four hooks in Mexico, only two in the United States. Right. Well, that sounds great. Now, you're going to be back online now. Where can we go to get the information on just what's happening with Chief Sports Fishing? Yep. Uh, A couple of places, www.hmlanding.com. And you click on multi-day trips on their main screen. That takes you right to the, you know, it'll say day and a half, two-day trips. Uh, Chief's currently offering open party two-day trips. Oh, that's neat. Three ninety-nine per person. And it includes your visa. And we left it where meals and permit are extra. Because sometimes on these shorter trips, uh, I know this isn't a shorter trip, but people don't want to buy the whole meal package because, well, I'm not going to eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, and stuff. So we just left the open galley on that one. Normally, uh, anything longer than a day and a half would be full pop on the food and stuff. And we're going to offer those on any weekend that we're not chartered. You can go there, uh, click on two-day trips, and see it. Also, you can follow us on uh, Facebook, Chief Sport Fishing on Facebook. And, uh, you know, we're going to run these trips through March. And, of course, we have the big Fred Hall show coming up March 1st. And kind of go from there. Well, you know, I can't wait to get back on the Chief. First of all, you know, what's going to be unfortunate, you've done all this work, and you're just going to fiberglass it over, and someone walks on the boat, and they go, hey, this Chief feels like I'm at home. It hasn't changed at all. They're not going to see the last two-plus months of, of labor I did on the vessel. And, you know, this is my fourth year coming, you know, the end of this Year. That's four years I've been on the boat, rebuilding, fixing everything, and unfortunately, my bucket list is not filled, and I'd like to make an announcement now, and some people may or may not like this, but I'm going to retire from sport fishing. Uh, I'll be through the boat through probably the end of February and help uh, second captain Jake Boss take over. I'm going to try and get everything 100% and let him take the reins. And, you know, when I started as a producer, I was a young kid full of vinegar and everything, but I've done it for 30 years. And I realized the other day, I've only been to three states in the United States, California, Arizona, and in 2012, I I went to Alaska. There's a whole country out there, and my bucket list is pinned to my wall, and I haven't checked off 
<laughs> hardly anything. So um, I'd like to thank everyone that fished with me over all the years. Great customers from the Indian, working on the producer for seven years with Ray Sobiak. And I, it was a wonderful ride. But I turned 55 next month, and I want to go do some stuff. I'm probably going to go to Colorado, start a small business, and explore the country. So between now and February. I'm on the boat. You're on the boat. You got You'll it. be going great guns. Yep. You'll be running up yep. and down the coast doing the stuff that you've done. Love and to do, yeah. If you want to still go out with Captain Chris, it's going to have to between now and February. In the February. I, I scheduled a Dan Hernandez trip for the last weekend of February for one last hurrah. And like I say, you know, I, I'm not leaving on bad terms or anything. I just, I, I, I'm fi- going to turn 55. It's time to go do some other stuff. Uh, Jake Boss is going to take over, and we're going through everything. We're working hand-in-hand where he can really take charge of this. This is a great opportunity for him. And if he runs with it the way I did, no problemo. Uh, that hey, Sean, is... we should have a rod and reel radio trip before Please. You know, he. we should do you that. You know what? That'll Let's be fun. look at the books and do one. Let's get that together and everything yeah. else like that. And uh, I think that'll be a combination of party and, uh, you know, good yeah. fishing. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, guys, that's it for tonight. Wendy, thanks a lot for everything. And thank you. And uh, glad you guys had a great Thanksgiving. All right. Thank you, Wendy and Captain Chris Randall. Thanks for being with us and no, my pleasure. helping on out. Hey, guys, that's it for tonight. So on behalf of Jorge and the AM540 Studios, Ben Harvey, who is our local producer here in San Diego, and always in memory of Big Tuna Bill and Captain Eddie McCune, we want to thank you for listening. We want to thank those guys for leaving us this legacy, which is Rod and Reel Radio. Captain Chris, thanks for being a great My friend pleasure. of Rod Real Radio all these years. Thank you. You've, you've really come and supported us, and we appreciate it. So, everyone, go out there and get them because uh, get they are getting away. Great time to be fishing here in Southern California. We'll be back next Sunday night starting at 5.05 p.m. or at rodandreelradio.com. You can tune in on AM540. So, on behalf of everybody, good night, everyone. We're out for now. Every time I go out to your place, you gone fishing. Well, how do you know? But there's a sign upon your door. Uh-huh. Gone fishing. I'm real gone, man. <laughs> you ain't working anymore.